0: Just got back from Gotham, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get it? You Did I get? We talked about in the last episode. Did you get it? Wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I didn't. They, I didn't get the thing because they don't make them anymore. They were oh. illegal to make, apparently. Really? But I got. Yeah, that's what the. <laughs> that's what um, some guy i was talking to in the in a store was telling me. Um, but I got the next best thing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because look, the torch the torch so leads just- right up to the right up to the thing. So if you light it, look. Yes, Mimi Siku and this bitch.
0: <laughs> I almost. Yeah, you almost so. did. That's the closest thing. But yeah. Well, I'm glad you got. If no one knew what <laughs> I was referring to, or you couldn't really tell, it was the the Statue of Liberty lighter from jungle to jungle that I was asking Phil to get last week on the podcast, which was actually no three weeks ago. I don't even know. We had such a weird break. Oh my God.
1: So strange. I fucked off for two weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was like, it was just, it was weird because you were away. I got sick. You were sick. Like when we were recording, Ariane got sick. It kind of messed up. All like we all got messed up in our schedules and stuff, but Hey, we're back. Welcome to the Pot Charles Cinecast! Presented by the Branch Charles Cinema and the Brad Combs Collector. And after weeks of separation due to that holiday, the dynamic duo are back. We're back. I'm Jonathan, the man Foster, and holy rusted metal bad <laughs> I'm here with my boy wonder, Phil. we the
1: one. we the cool. one. How's it going, Phil? I'm all right. It's weird. Coming back to these movies again, we've just ruined. We've ruined our chance of doing a franchise Yeah. by doing the naive Batman movie completely out of order. Yes,
0: yeah, so out of order.
1: <laughs> we did three, four, two. Yeah, and we, I don't think we've done the original.
0: Um, Ariana and I briefly talked about it, like back when we were showing it for like a week or something okay like but i mean it wasn't a proper episode so
1: it's it's weird yeah um, to one be, day we'll do be it fair. but yeah i'm i'm okay ready happy not really happy but happy to be back in london i'm happy it's christmas
0: yeah you left you left at thanksgiving and you're back in his christmas time
1: it was the being in new york was perfect because it was literally experiencing thanksgiving and then I mean, I was there for the parade, you know, I was there for the Macy's Day parade and the whole gimmick of the parade is that it leads you to Christmas, the righty yeah. and fucking Santa showed up. Yeah. And everybody freaked out when he showed up. It <laughs> was like people just, it was like that bit in Elf and people just yelling Santa. Yeah. But it was like, Oh man, like it's, it's time. It's happening. Like it feels like the holidays have started. Yeah. It was nice. Um, Cause like, I got to see. It didn't snow, thank God. But I got to see the lights and the decoration. It felt like I would wanted to see Christmas in New York, and I felt like I got it. Very nice. it fun. It's a good. It's a good old time. Even if I didn't get the right lighter, I did get a Yankees cap, though. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. We're no longer
0: friends. No. Actually, no. My new my new Yankees are the Dodgers. When I was a kid, I hated the Yankees because they were sort of like the thorn in the Braves' side. Um, but also now of it's, course it's alleviated. The Braves beat the Dodgers to the World Series champions. So,
1: yeah, you got nothing here. to be you got nothing to be upset about.
0: Yeah. We're good. Although there's no such thing as baseball right now. So it's all good. Yeah. Mr. It, baseball. They, they locked out baseball. So baseball? Oh. If anything, the Braves could be the final World Series champions ever.
1: And then, and then secretly you're hoping that baseball ends. No. no, no. <laughs> For my
0: sleep's sake, maybe, but no, I love like the last couple of years of watching it has been so fun that like, I would hate that if it was gone, even though <laughs> I, I don't get regular sleep. Uh, when my favorite team goes to the playoffs, but yeah. Anyway, anywho, Phil, I've got a fever and the only prescription is more bat nips. Oh, <laughs> I
1: thought where you're going.
0: <laughs> oh man. It's, Certainly Christmas time on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It but is. before we get there, I want to say, hey, got a new patron in the last couple of weeks. I'm just doing a little bit of housework here because uh dude, we uh, we've been away. Phil and I have recorded these episodes the last couple of weeks ages ago, and then I was I was prolonging Two Thoughts Too Deep by accident because we had these special uh, interviews Like the first one was obviously the Jim Cummings one, Timothy. which we, we did talk about, but then I got the Gareth Evans one while you were away, which that went into the that feed. That was cool. So apologies, that took so long. And you you got like, I mean, I hope you like, it seemed like everybody
1: enjoyed it. Yeah, no apologies, man. Sorry <laughs> no, i interviewing world famous directors on the podcast. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed all that. And uh, it did kind of eat into our... Christmas program we did envision doing like it was a just few too weeks, deep, though But
1: it's okay. It was just too. It was, just it was so deep. It was so deep. We yeah. had to swim back up to the surface, yeah. and it took longer than anticipated.
0: And to be honest, Phil, I had I had some thoughts, more thoughts, more, <laughs> oh, deep more thoughts. Thought. Oh, I, think, I think we can go sequel? deeper in the new year. So Are we going to Tokyo Drift I'll, this shit? I'll, I'll talk to you about it off air.
1: I'm so ready in so the future,
0: uh, but yeah. I want to say shout out to our new patron. We have Chris Parson over there on Patreon. Nice. A new, a new, uh, what, welcome what we Chris. Calling? Thank you. Cinecasters.
1: A new Cinecasters, Cinecaster. Boys. I forget what our
0: patron levels Bagel are. Bagel
1: boys. <laughs> Bagel boss boys. Yeah, Bagel boss is, uh, the, the, that's the top to tier.
0: That's, that's sort of like the top tier request an episode, but Hey, if you want to be a patron, if you want to support the podcast, it's patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. For $5 or more a month, you get bonus episodes. And I know the last couple months we've been a bit lazy, but hey, I no hey, just recorded check this one. shit out. It's a very <laughs> big one that we've been talking about and promising for a long time. It is Phil finally unveiling.
1: His uh, unloading. Unloading just, his thoughts. Just spilling my load, bro. I'm just <laughs> fucking. Spilling <Just, laughs> it. <bro. laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking. Yeah. All over the
0: goddamn house. It is uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hello! so yeah patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast you get bonus episodes five dollars more a month or if you just want to support us even for as low as a dollar or a pound or whatever it is in your currency it's uh early episodes you get these episodes early each and every week so hey support us if you can but Phil what else do we got user feedback hey 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 user feedback listen Hey, hey, hey. So (laughs) I had a couple of people send in their Spotify wrapped results uh, within the last couple of weeks and uh, that we were their top podcast of the year, which that's awesome. Um, Spotify wrapped is weird because Spotify is weird. I do use Spotify and I love it as as a concept, but I hate how they don't really support the artists, especially when, you know, it's like a lot of the independent artists aren't getting paid well enough through it. But the whole Spotify rap thing is kind of cool because podcasting is such a, like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> it is a weird thing where you never know how you're doing unless the people reach out to say, hey, I enjoy your shit. Sometimes you can just go weeks without hearing anything or whatever, and it's just, like, you don't know how you're doing. And Spotify Wrapped it's kind of cool to see that, like, people are listening to it or, like, you know, there's a yeah. high percentage of people listening, you know, because – You don't really I mean, people listen all over the place, too. So that's always such a small pocket as well. Like uh, more people listen to our podcast, I think, on Apple than they do on Spotify. But Mm. whatever, it's cool to see. And I was really happy to see that a couple of people send in like their results that we were their top podcast. One was friend and Patreon backer George Summers. He listened to a whopping 3,210 minutes of the podcast.
1: That's a lot of John and Phil.
0: (laughs) He said, my Spotify wrapped 2021 results are in. Not surprisingly. I think what's concerning about the two days I've spent with the PCC podcast is this doesn't even include their Patreon content. Hashtag Jeremy Renner Uh app. Hashtag (laughs) Snacktime. So he's on that franchise shit as well. Yeah, man. (laughs)
1: the real friend. yeah
0: um i thanked him and he said genuinely a absolute joy to just listen to film people talking film also my girlfriend's a film student so i frequently nick obscure facts from the show and pass them off as my own that's cheating but okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm doing the exact same thing yeah. <laughs> Charlie, as well, Charlie on Instagram, he's reached out to us in the past. Uh, he tagged us in his story that he had listened to us for 1,716 minutes, which is still a pretty impressive amount. After I sent thanks to him in a message, he said, No worries. Thank you for making a sick podcast coming to the cinema for the first time in February. Can't wait. So, yeah, that's awesome, Charlie. I think lives out of London. So uh, I hope you have a blast when you come in February. Let us know what you're seeing. And uh, yeah, maybe you'll see Phil there. I don't know you probably won't see me, but maybe you'll I'll see Phil. I'm
1: always <laughs> around.
0: You're there on Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays and...
1: Tuesdays and Wednesdays usually, but it goes, it's like I alternate. Yeah. So come see It's him. a good chance. I'll it's be a good around. chance. Yeah. yeah. And lastly, our boy Petros
0: over there at the cage deck. <laughs>
1: Oh, I just had to throw man, this in because so it's was so, so
0: funny. I almost deleted this bit from last week's episode as well. He said, hearing tall for all and far away sad, tearing into the idea of people asking for followers to hit a certain count felt personal more than the re- realization that I was a chum for all these two dolls, two deep films back in the day. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry, Petros. To be honest, I've never done the, done it when, I, uh, when I've seen you ask for a couple of followers. It's just like one of those things I feel like I have to do sometimes. I don't always do it. It's a bit of an exaggeration because people do that shit all the time. Um, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> if you're offended <laughs> by that. <laughs> but, sorry not, sorry. Sorry, not sorry, yeah. But uh back, son. But yeah, I mean we all we all had two thoughts too deep about those films, so don't worry. We all were in the same boat and we were all idiots. <laughs> that's the point of the yeah. season
1: was to make everybody feel less alone yeah and less stupid
0: but did also, you not hear
1: the theme song
0: but also more stupid
1: also more stupid. <laughs> yeah like the butterfly effect somehow made me more stupid
0: yeah speaking of which last week we finally realized that men only get dumber and dumber as we polished off our too deep arc with 500 days of summer and now that the weather has turned frosty. We finally turn the pages and head into the most wonderful time of the year. It's a <laughs> holiday film for the ages. No, it's not Miracle on 34th Street, the shop around the corner, Screws Door Elf, nor is it Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a Christmas story, or Rare Exports, a Christmas tale. When the night is dark and Christmas needs saving, We shine a beacon into the sky, for a hero is what we are craving. It is not the hero we deserve, but the hero that we need. Gotham's own bat-crazed ninja will surely be there indeed. So I call over to my partner in crime, Phil, to ask him, what exactly is the name of this week's
1: film? Film? Batman return."
0: been down here too long. It's time for me to ascend. From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I (sighs) crashed!
1: From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy
0: comes to life
1: Is a creature of the night. Hey, stud. I thought we had something together. We do.
0: While she craves a romance, she can sink her claws into your cat. Okay. He plots a foul reign
1: of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of
0: Greatest hero. After stopping the Joker's rampage, Bruce Wayne, played by Michael Keaton, must don cape and cowl once again as Batman now finds himself facing the hideously grotesque Penguin, played by Danny DeVito, a deformed villain who emerges from the sewers of Gotham masquerading as the well-intentioned Oswald Cobblepot who is hoping to find his parents who abandoned him as a baby and reclaim his place as a respected member in Gotham's community. Little does Batman know, shady but beloved businessman Max Schreck, played by Christopher Walken, is (laughs) conned into helping prop up Penguin in a bid to overthrow the mayor of Gotham and be elected in his stead. While they also plan to frame Batman as a kidnapper and a murderer. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, Max's lowly secretary, Selena Kyle, played by Michelle
1: Pfeiffer, the Pfeiffer? gets
0: <laughs> a little too close to her boss's devious plans to siphon Gotham's power supply to create an energy monopoly, I think. <laughs> I mean, fuck? she comically spells it out slowly when he asked her how she accessed his secret files, and I'm still not too sure. <laughs> what he was up to. And she is thrown out of a window of a pretty tall building for her troubles. Somehow, Selena Kyle survives this fall. Gets bitten and pissed on by some street cats. <laughs> and transforms and herself into the mysterious anti-hero, anti-villain called Catwoman. Bro,
1: does this mean you can be Catwoman? All you gotta do is <laughs> fall out of <on> a <laughs> building just and me. just get pissed on by my cat. That'd be great. Can Batman
0: defeat the two fiendish foes and clear his name, or will he fall in love with the cat? It's the 1992 superhero action film directed by Tim Burton and written by Hudson Hawk Rider. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh
1: shit, Daniel
0: go. Waters. Hot Takes Out the Gate, Phil. Batman Returns.
1: What just what a wonderful wonderfully weird world these Tim Burton Batman movies are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, It's so weird. When I go back to these, it's weird because just like when they were being made, people were like, oh man, this is like the new dark Batman, right? It's like, you know, it's, it was more, it supposed to be, it was supposed to reflect the comics more. And it was like the last version. Everyone remembered was like the 16 Adam West version. And now it's like, no, this is like a darker, more serious take on Batman. (laughs) And now these movies are just as corny and campy as the Adam West ones. They really are. Or like even the Schumacher ones <laughs> Yeah, even like they kind of blend with the Schumacher yeah. ones and it could, Because the Nolan ones came around They're like, no, this is fucking dark yeah. and serious Batman But even like, you rewatch Dark Knight now And there's still like plenty of silly moments So it's like, yeah. I'm seeing the shift every time it happens They just keep getting darker and darker Yeah, like the rubber patch one looks dark as fuck Yeah, it's like, fuck That's- it, we're going R-rating Emo
0: Crowman Dude, that is Crowman. If there's ever been a Crowman, Cro- Crowman, what's? Oh, sorry.
1: <coughs>
0: <Are> you... <coughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry, we're not supposed to. I right. to...
1: wasn't... wasn't. I wasn't our know. idea or anything. We're not I sounded. To... It... sounded familiar though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you were. As you were. As you were. <laughs> this one. Um... I feel like this one holds up even better than, uh, better than the first one. Yeah. First one kind of dragged. This one is just, I know it fucking basically ruined the franchise. And, you know, Tim Burton walked away. But it's so Tim Burton. It's so, when I think of movies that, like, aren't really faithful to the comics, but, are, like, are good regardless. Yeah. This is a good example. <laughs> yeah. And it ends up actually being quite a good comic book movie, even if it's, like, completely true not like the right origins or yeah. takes on the characters, but I quite like it. version. I fucking love the Penguin mm. in this. I love oh, this, like so Matt, the misshapen orphan, yeah. born in the sewer, like raised in the sewer, coming up, trying to run, like take over Gotham. Brilliant. Because in the comic, he's just this old, like little British, not British, but little fucking old-timey gangster. Yeah. And Catwoman, the best Catwoman Absolutely. Ever 100%. Screen, Michelle Pfeiffer. Just unhinged. So good. Crazy. Just like amazing to look at, just amazing to watch. She's so good. Even and she like plays those lines. she speaks a lot, like in really like over the top, like cat related puns. Again, we give Arnie so much shit, but like they're doing it here, you know? Yeah. Um, but she delivers them all great. And like both of them play like this double sided villain really fucking well because you know, you realize. It's fucking Christopher Walken, who wanted more cowbell. The bad guy the whole it's time. The fourth, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Batman and I'm gonna stick it, you know, up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I had to carry the Batman up
0: my ass, don't, up my ass.
1: I don't, kids, don't make me tell you again about <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Love Christopher Walken and fucking Max Shrek. Amazing, yeah. amazing in this. The, again, it's one of those where the villains sort of overshadow Batman, but I fucking love Michael Keaton and Batman. Yeah. He's a good Batman. He's a good Bruce Wayne. He's just, I think he might be the only one, like, I believe is like a person mm. because he's so, I guess, far into his run. We never did the origin story. It's like he just seems like a regular dude who just does this Batman thing on the side. Yeah. And he's trying to have this normal life. I guess Vicki Vale was a thousand years ago because now he's like just, you know, Selena Kyle, she's the new one. Um, but he's excellent in this, even with the weird rubber mask yeah. that he tears off and suddenly all the eye makeup is gone. It's <laughs> one of my <laughs> favorite bits in yeah. the movie. Um, no, I, d- I dig Batman Return. I think it's fucking weird and scary and way too dark for a kid's film. But as a Batman <laughs> movie... It's cool. It feels like one of those out of continuity books you would pick up. Yeah, yeah. And like that DC would put out where it's like, oh, this is kind of like, it's kind of a weirder take on that like fan fiction version. It, like, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty fucking good, and I like actually really appreciate mm. Tim Burton's direction. It's where I like Tim Burton. Just, I like his era here, is when he was still doing cool, interesting shit, and again. I feel like they said, you know, they don't make them like this anymore. I hate being that guy, but it's like they wouldn't give a Tim Burton this kind of movie and let him do it like this anymore. Yeah. They do that now, but they make, they give Chloe Zhao Eternals. Mm. Eternals looks like every fucking Marvel movie. Yeah. And like, you know, like they just, they'll give an indie, like an indie director, they'll have one or they'll have a few successful movies. And Marvel's like, hey, you want to do fucking Spidey? And it's like, but we can't, you can't really tell who did it.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I like, that's a good point. Cause I really like Chloe Zhao, but like, yeah, that's, that's, it's it, like, I hadn't, I haven't seen Eternals yet and I'm sure it's the yeah. same thing that happened when I saw Black Widow. I did not care in the least bit about seeing it, but as soon as I saw it, it was good. And like, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, always fun. good. They're always yeah. good. And know you know, they're going to be good, but it's just yeah. like, it's it is what it is, you know. There's, that's just how Marvel makes movies these days, and I like I I don't really care. It's not me shitting on Marvel, but I also don't care if like some you know res- old respected director like a Scorsese or Rid- Ridley Scott shits on them as- either, because they have every right to. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? But um, this yeah, Tim Burton. Back in the day, he used to make films like this all the time, like these really weird, gritty, dark films. And I feel like he sort of got away with making kind of whatever he wanted to with this film, which it kind of seems like he did. But he doesn't make films like this anymore. He made films like this after, but it was around like, I don't know, There was a turning point. Maybe like Big Fish or something was that weird sort of turning point where Mm, he started. Yeah, like Planet of the Apes is maybe a good example, but at least that was still kind of weird and dark and just... But (laughs) it was
1: weird. It It was weird.
0: But yeah, it's something about like getting into today's films. Like films just don't look the same anymore. His films don't look the same. Everything he does now is just like really weird. It's almost like a parody or uh, like someone trying to be like Tim Burton. It's just like they're weird looking and they feel like a Tim Burton film, but they're really bright and colorful and weird and strange. And yeah. Yeah. They, they're not like dark and gritty and weird and strange.
1: Like content wise, they're not the same Like yeah. Tim Burton movies had that style, but it reflected the themes of the movies and all his movies yeah. were about the outsiders. Yeah. Were yeah, about yeah. him, mm-hmm. about the weird kid in class that didn't fit in. And that Translate to almost all his early movies, even fucking Pee-wee. Yeah. And Edward Hand, And yeah, fucking the Batman movie. But he's the perfect person to make Batman. It makes so much sense. It's like the weird goth kid in class, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, it's probably what Tim Burton essentially thought of himself at the time. Yeah. Um, it was great. But yeah, like now it's this neon drenched version where he just sort of makes Disney remakes over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's really strange. Like, I think it was the really, it was like the bad one was, uh, I mean, obviously Willy Wonka was horrible. Not bad. uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Timothy Chalamet, like, wait, hold my beer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The one that was really like kind of so disappointing was Alice in Wonderland because Alice in Wonderland was something I think everybody talked about they wanted back in the day. Like Tim Burton doing Alice in Wonderland would be sick.
1: Would have been great. But then when you
0: got it, it was just so fucking bright and just like.
1: TGI heavy. CGI heavy. Yeah,
0: Yeah, everything about it was just like, ugh, this feels wrong. Like this doesn't feel right. And yeah, I hated that film. And like I turned this on the other night and I was like watching it. I was like, God, this film, it just starts like you have the Danny off music, you yeah. have like, the weird, yeah, the weird, like, penguin backstory thing starts, and it's just so dark and gritty and weird. <laughs> Everything looks weird, Gotham looks fucked. There's things I don't get about it, but whatever. Like it, a lot of <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make sense, we'll get into it. But, uh, I, I this is my Batman, though. Like, and mm. I don't mean that in a weird, like, possessive way of like. This is, this is my man. truth. But like, but, like <laughs> me and I, my God, <laughs> this is me. Between me and my God, this is my Batman. <laughs> so it, like, so one of my earliest memories of going to the cinema was like I was a kid and I went to. I probably told this on the podcast before, but I was at my dad's warehouse. My dad used to work at a magazine company where you would like you know deliver magazines to different stores and stuff, and. My sister and I were there fucking around playing tag in the, in the warehouse. And it's a very unsafe warehouse for little kids to be messing around in. But I used to be there all the time. There was like these, uh, you know, those sort of like heavy weight lifting belts or whatever that that weightlifters lifters will, yeah, yeah, will use. Yeah. They had some of those like for support and stuff because like, um, use them if like they're lifting heavy boxes of magazines and shit. And, uh, I like to keep your back straight, and I used to use those as like you know fucking wrestling championships. You know that was, uh, you know like that. I used to put the strap on you all the time, fucking around with like the fucking box crusher and all sorts of crazy shit that was in there. And there was these like carts that they used to use to like roll the magazines around. And we were playing tag, and like my sister just turns back and looks at me, yeah, "You can't get me." Turns back around no. and runs head first into. This fucking big metal steel card or whatever it is, wow. and like oh, bust her head wide open. And then we went to the doctor, Uh, she got she got stitches. and then, like it was that whole thing of like, oh this is gonna ruin cause we're gonna go see Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and, I see we Batman. still went to the film. We went to see Batman Returns and like that's even with a migraine, <laughs> earliest cinema memories. and uh, yeah, dude, like it's it's like, I think it's I sort of like I love Child's Play but I always sort of thought like Child's Play 2 was my Child's Play. Same thing mm. with Ninja Turtles. I loved the first Ninja Turtles film but Ninja Turtles 2 was my Ninja Turtles Oosh, because yeah. I was of the age where I was very aware of when those those films came out and I was watching them. It yeah, uh, was like the first Batman was 89. I was a baby. I might not even have been born when the first one had come out. I was born in August. I don't know. I don't remember what month it came out but i definitely didn't go see it in the cinema mm. so yeah <laughs> i like, know what you mean yeah i love it i love 89 i think it's fun jack nicholson's a great joker uh but like you know i'm i'm more than fine with saying that i think heath ledger's joker is one of the best ever and it, you know it's definitely. great and i don't give a shit about the whole like you know joker fucking caesar romano like fuck it. it's not Jared leto
1: oh man I, about to but, say. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't care about that whole thing but uh yeah. but uh, yeah jack nicholson's a great joker but i feel like that film has like two or three scenes you know like, yeah. that are, like let's get nuts
1: that's my yeah. that, that's my favorite scene.
0: The, the prince the prince uh yeah music and him the just scene. like yeah just, just destroying the museum it's it such a
1: tone but i think this fucking nails it on the head
0: yeah there's the vat like falling into the vat of uh, it, I think at the beginning, the Joker origin story,
1: basically, yeah, yeah. which is oh, great. Yeah.
0: That's like an image ingrained in my head. But the rest of the film's kind of weird. Whereas this one, this is chaos. This oh, film is so much fun. bonkers.
1: There There's is little penguins so with rockets bonkers. coming <laughs> yeah, out of them. Yeah.
0: There's so and much fucking clowns running
1: around and Batman it's just insane. killing them. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is insane. It's fucking dark. It's like I, I 100% know why parents yeah it got upset
1: it's the it nose is, it's the, the nose, nose especially
0: the, it is sexual over sexualized oh, yeah i don't like it's been a few, quite a few years since i've seen this one and i just don't remember all the like sexual innuendo between especially the penguin he's kind of a perv oh
1: yeah definitely
0: but because it's Danny DeVito, I just feel like it's Frank Reynolds running around uh, in a fucking penguin. Like, in the penguin looks amazing. I want it to be pure. <laughs> the Penguin looks incredible. Stan Winston. tip If your the Catwoman turned that. on
1: me, I'm gonna whip that bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle Pfeiffer. Just holy shit! Top notch. I wouldn't so bother. Like, Colin Farrell looks good in the new one. But if it's me, I'll make a movie. Don't bother. Just bring yeah. back Danny DeVito. Put him in the, he's already in makeup. Yeah. Can't, you know, fuck it. He would perfect. And that yeah. with same with Michelle Pfeiffer. Again, Noe Kravitz looks really good in the new one. Yeah. But Michelle Pfeiffer was fucking Catwoman. She's perfect. Yeah, it's she's so good. Best outfit. It's the best, even if the origin makes no sense. Then, <laughs> yeah. And there's no attempt yeah. to make it make sense. And I just love that because you don't have to explain everything to me. I don't really give a shit. Just yeah. make it, just like give me enough for me to keep going.
0: Although she did have the original bad origin, which we've joked about on all of our Batman episodes so far, uh where we were talking about how the villain has like
1: I remember cuz you kept getting uh, upset about it. You're like The Riddler oh origin.
0: Yeah, the Riddler origin, but I was like, dude, It happened to Michelle Pfeiffer
1: first. It's not that bad here. It's not that bad here. She's not as fucking weirdo eccentric. I mean, maybe a little bit. She is. And then she suddenly becomes cool and sexy. Yeah. yeah,
0: The downtrodden, uh, you know, secretary.
1: It, well, there you go. If anyone out there wants to be cool, just throw yourself out of a window.
0: Yeah, or have Please. a boss. You need your boss yeah. to throw you yeah. out the
1: window. Yeah, and then get <laughs> licked and pissed on by a bunch of cats. Yeah. It worked, But, like, what, did it give her powers? Or did it just give her, know. like, this unfathomable sense of, like, confidence? Did it give her nine lives? <laughs> I, I think it literally just gives her nine lives because yeah. she fucking electrocutes herself at the end. Yeah. But, like, yeah. what, a great payoff with the fucking mistletoe. Oh, my God, this yeah. is sick. But, like, but, like, even in the comic, she doesn't have superpowers. They didn't have to give her any origin. She's just a cat burglar. Yeah, That's yeah all yeah. she is, you know? Yeah. But I love that they took it an extra step because it's the opposite, again, the opposite of Nolan, where Nolan took everything away, stripped every comic book character of their fantastical origins and detail. No superpowers, no bullshit fucking origins, no chemicals or accidents or uh, aliens, nothing like that. And Tim Burton puts that back in. Yeah, he chooses two normal characters, which is the penguin and Catwoman, and he turns one into like a mutant yeah. and one into like this weird fucking half dead superpower a superhero. Yeah. It's just like amazing. A yeah. yeah, it's
0: like it's so bizarre. It's genius, know. dude. Yeah, I don't necessarily like 100 like a lot of what they kind of, but it's of the time of like what they were kind of doing with Catwoman. But at the same time, Michelle Pfeiffer just goes for it. No good
1: to be honest
0: there are elements to it like i and also i feel like i can't really speak because i'm not a fucking woman but mm. i feel like there's a lot of those fun sort of like you know moments where catwoman sort of like picks at the men in, in the film and it's just like mm. it's kind of like because like Devito, she plays so, everyone against each other yeah Danny devito is being so disgusting Yeah. But she's just like, (laughs) like, you know, like, (laughs) fuck you almost. Like, you know, I'll work with you, but I'm not going to fucking sleep with you. That's fucking disgusting, (laughs) you gross piece
1: of shit. (laughs) And it got the, it got like the hands, like the guy in Bubble Boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The flipper. Our boy, Jeffrey Oren, getting all this shit
1: again two weeks in a row. (laughs) Shout out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This film's nuts. It's fucking silly. I love it though. It's, it's my favorite Batman film. I'm going to go Really? Yeah, cuz I love I love uh The Dark Knight. Um I think that one's top-notch and in, in the like sense of like it's the way it starts like it's fucking red hot. I love a heist film and it starts with a great fucking heist scene and it's awesome. But um this one is just like it's so bonkers, it's out of control. And also it makes control. me a little bit more okay with the fact that like you know the next two films we talked about them they're crazy they're bonkers but this is almost just as bonkers and it's almost like it yeah it's over the top with some of the like violence and like sexual themes and stuff but like it fits so nicely with what Schumacher just did I mean it it, it was heading that way it's silly it's campy it's fun it's <laughs> it's just a dumb silly movie but yeah, I don't know why, but I I think this one's always been kind of my favorite. I mean, I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I think he's a great Batman, great Bruce Wayne. Um, there's it's hard. I think a hard combination. Uh, like we talked about Batman and Robin, and I think George Clooney is kind of an underrated Batman and an underrated Bruce Wayne. I agree
1: with you. Yeah, we. I think we. I think we said it much. Like he deserved a better uh, movie.
0: Yeah, Val Kilmer is kind of like I don't know if I like him more as a Bruce Wayne. Same thing with. Christian Bell. I feel like I like him more as a Bruce. I think Christian Bell's a great Bruce Wayne,
1: especially if he plays
0: it sort of like.
1: Oh, so you're into ballet?
0: Yeah. If if he plays it a bit like, you know, American Psycho, it's a lot of fun. Um, But I don't like him as Batman. you really don't like, like the voice i don't like the voice i think it's I really think and it makes me not like those movies as much because i can't take it seriously and it's trying to take itself so seriously but if someone was talking to you like this especially if he's talking to someone like lucius fox who <laughs> absolutely 100% knows no, that he, that's he is bruce thing. wayne that it's fucking weird why don't you he just d- talk to
1: me you know that's the voice. great did the great bit in Dark Knight Rises where he'd by himself and he does the voice. Yeah, it's like he'd stop. <laughs> he turned he, yeah, he turned around Unless and I that's think, him. Unless I he's, think, that's really him and that's I his think real ca- voice. Yeah, it's like he's on a yeah. rooftop with I think with fucking Catwoman Anne Hathaway Catwoman, she runs off and he turned around, and he's like, So that's what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, dude. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I love I love uh, Michael Keaton. Well, anyway, of course, this film is a follow-up to Tim Burns 1989 Batman, which also starred Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman, but also starred Jack Nicholson as Joker and Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger as Basinger? Basinger? Basinger. Basinger? Kim, <laughs> Kim Basinger as uh, Batman's love interest Vicky Vale. That film would rake in over 400 million dollars at the box office, and after the success, Warner Brothers was eager to get a sequel into production even spending $250,000 to store the sets from the first film. Tim Burton, however, had no interest in returning to Gotham, saying, I will return if the sequel offers something new and exciting. Otherwise, it's a most dumbfounded idea. In the (laughs) meantime, Burton went on to direct the other alt-Christmas classic, Edward Scissorhands.
1: Yeah, he loved Christmas. The man <laughs> yeah. after my own heart. Yeah. Loved Christmas.
0: Yeah. Well, Batman 89 screenwriter Sam Ham. What a name. Toiled away <laughs> at a script. Much like that final film, this script included the villains of Penguin and Catwoman. But they were hunting for hidden treasure. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Penguin and Catwoman, treasure owners. <laughs> To be honest, that would be a really fun, like, parody TV show if, like, Penguin and Catwoman from this film were, like, going around to, like, just, like, really podunk small towns in America and, like, searching out, like, treasures. Not yeah. necessarily, like, buried treasure, but, like, like you know, antiques roadshow style or whatever and have people, like, hey, I
1: got this old silver war coin.
0: <laughs> you want to check it out? And this Penguin sticking in his mouth. This isn't real. <laughs> Just throws it away.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd watch a show of it. Yeah.
0: Hey, I got the old Toshiba DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Ham's drafts also saw more connections to the first film. Like Vicky Vell would have been back as Bruce Wayne's love interest, and they would have dived into the backstory of Jack Nicholson's Joker.
1: Joker dead as well, yeah, right? Like he's he, he done, man. Yeah. He dropped that motherfucker off at yeah. church. Again, this
0: is <laughs> this is why Tim Burton back in the day, I mean, and, I, you know, we were talking about in our bonus episode on Patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. We what? were talking about sequels and reboots and all this sort of stuff. They really just don't make sequels like they used to anymore because this they is- They don't. He just, does, he didn't care. He just did a completely new thing. He wasn't a fan of rehashing old storylines from previous films. And yeah, he wants, he's just like, was like, I want something new. So, again, another Patreon plug. Over there on Patreon, p- patreon.com forward slash the podcast. We talked about in our Hudson Hawk bonus episode. <laughs> Shout out, Malcolm. We, uh, we mentioned that after Heathers came out, screenwriter Daniel Waters was catching the eye of Hollywood, and Burton brought him along to rewrite the script.
1: Nice. That's a good person to get
0: on. Yeah, Tim Burton was basically like, I, I'll come back. If it's something fresh and new, and also if I have, I think, free reign to kind of – a little bit more room to do what I want to do.
1: Yeah. It's, and
0: fucking did it. <laughs>
1: it. It's so weird, like – it's weird the lessons Hollywood takes from movies, right? Because it's yeah. like
0: yeah, – Yeah, It's
1: like Marvel movies, huge. And every studio's like, we need to build a universe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you need to just fucking make like – Decent, like true to the source material, like you know, films that the fans enjoy, and then you can interconnect them. And like, there you got, like, you're missing the first bit of like caring enough to like make a a few decent films. Yeah. And like, this Batman Returns, and I don't know, I actually don't know how well it did. I'm assuming it did well, but like, they didn't like the reaction, hence why Joel Schumacher came in. But it's like, oh, he came in and did something completely new and different. No, no, no. Don't do any of that. But um, that didn't work, even though that's what works in this movie. All they took was multiple villains. Yeah. And that's what sequels are about. And this yeah. is one of the few times where it does work. It doesn't feel forced. It feels balanced. They all add something and they all fit the story um, and the arc of the character. But all they do now is just like fucking every sequence, like more villains, more villains. Yeah. And it's just, it's overstuffed. In Two it, villains, three and villains, it, four and villains. It's, <laughs> and it always just hurts Yeah, the movie. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, that's all they took from Batman return was like more is more.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is they keep like adding in more, not even, it's not even just more villains, but they start adding more good guys as well. So it's like, okay. Batman Forever. We get fucking Robin. Batman, Robin. We get Batgirl. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it! If we
1: kept going, we would have got fucking the bat. Ace the Bat Hound. We would (laughs) have got Nightwing, and then another Robin. (laughs) Yeah. It would have just kept going and going.
0: (laughs) Then another Robin when the Joker came back and killed the killed
1: Jason Todd. Yeah.
0: Would
1: have been brilliant. God damn.
0: Yeah. So. Waters came in, he came up with the social satire idea that had the evil mogul backing the bid for the mayor's office by the penguin. Waters said, I want it to show that the true villains of our world don't necessarily wear costumes. And a lot of the ideas of the whole penguin becoming like a a mayor or whatever, or yeah, a figure in Gotham was from the 1960s Batman TV show. There was a couple of episodes (laughs) where the penguin did that. Yeah, so they're always looking back on that, and on the characterization of Catwoman, Daniel Waters explained that Sam Hamm went back to the way the comic books and the general treat of women like fetish, uh, fetishy sexual fetish fantasy, shit. fantasy. <laughs> um, he said, "I wanted to start off just at the lowest point in uh, society, a very beaten down secretary." But I think they kind of did both because like Julia was watching this with me and she was just like, oh my God, there's definitely some guys that are fucking loving this, right? Uh-huh. It's like...
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Every Michelle gorgeous
0: and she looks amazing in that outfit and that outfit's ridiculous. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's like basically looking like a dominatrix with her fucking whip <laughs> and everything. <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous. It's very
1: intentional, man. Yeah. But like, you know, that's one of those movies like probably awaken the love. People, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: But yeah, so uh, another idea that he had in early drafts was that Harvey Dent was also supposed to appear from the first film, and they would have shown his whole two-faced disfigurement happen at the hands of Catwoman after she gives him the kiss with the taser to the
1: face. That would have been cool. And it could have been Billy D.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be Billy D. And I don't know what the deal was. Like, this, of course, would happen to Max Shrek. So they, they wrote out. Harvey Dent and Matt Shrek became that new character that would fit in there. I don't know if it was as much of like they didn't want to do too many characters from the first film, or like Billy D. Williams. Like because I kind of read it both ways. That maybe Billy D. Williams didn't want to do this film. It was kind of a weird thing. Like mm-hmm. because he did come back later in Lego like Batman movie and voice Two Face. So <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe it's too pricey.
0: Maybe maybe. <laughs> After Warner Brothers complained that Penguin didn't have much of a master plan, though, um, Burton would hire Wesley Strick, who helped write Cape Fear, uh, nice. to do an uncredited wow. rewrite. And uh, this is, of course, Scorsese's Cape Fear, the the, the remake. But uh, Warner presented the idea of Penguin warming or freezing Gotham. You can see they already, the, they were, already they, the there, cogs man. were already turning. And They're then like, they would just fucking give that to Mr. Freeze later. It's just they like, really
1: like the idea. Dumb.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, not putting
1: me back in the cooler.
0: What is Toothface's like ultimate idea? Like it, he also has a really stupid idea. I mean, the whole, it's like all their master plans are always way over the top and really dumb. Like I
1: mean, fucking the Riddler, it's more the Riddler's plan. and he yeah, to, like, yeah. He would like the city of... Their mind or some yeah, shit, I and 2 fate is there to just burn down half. <laughs> Basically, that's yeah. all Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is doing. <laughs> just wear half an outfit. Yeah, I cannot condone your buffoonery. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he said?
0: That was such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Warner they wanted him to use this whole thing, and that's where Strick came up with the idea—the whole Passover sort of Moses parallel with about the killing of the firstborn sons of Gotham. So that's that comes in which i oh, think cool. is a kind of a fun little uh element to the film but it's also sort of like do they always need to have something like that but it is a comic book film and i guess it's always kind of over the top yeah there's also what could have been in this film um besides the whole 2 Face thing uh robin was in the original script but he was deleted when daniel waters felt there were too many characters a man after my heart I get it. Yeah. Uh, Waters called Robin the most worthless character in the world, especially with Batman oh, as the
1: loner of loners. That's the point, though. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's him finally rebuilding a family. can't be alone forever. Yeah. I don't know shit about comic.
0: Robin started out as a juvenile gang leader who became an ally to Batman, and Robin was later changed to a black teenage garage mechanic And would have been wearing an old mechanic uniform with an R on it. And of course, this is where Marlon Wayans was cast. And he even did wardrobe fitting. So they decided to save that character for the third film. And that's where we talked about in our Batman Forever episode that Marlon Wayans was attached originally. But that was old contract. And then they decided to go a different way. And that never happened. And they paid him off to not be in the film, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which is great.
1: I mean, he finally got his moment in the comic now. Yeah. They're doing They're fi- It finally came out, Batman 89. Yeah. And it's like a sort of true sequel to the OG yeah. Burton movie. And it's got a Billy Dee Two-Face and it's got a Marlon Wayne Robin. And it's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really
0: cool. Uh, Michael Keaton... He also didn't really have much interest in coming back to the film. He said he only came back because they offered him a big raise of about ten million dollars. Oh he, shit! Yeah, and he needed the money to, uh, for a real estate investment, so he was. I just love a Michael grad, <laughs> and uh, he told Mark Marin in an interview for Mark Marin's WTF podcast that he did he hadn't even watched the film. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's great. The Birdman made out like a fiend.
0: Yeah uh apparently he had screenwriter daniel waters cut out a ton of his dialogue as well because waters gave him like a lot more to say than he had in the first film and a lot of it was just like batman rant speeches and which he doesn't do yeah like he was like batman would never say this
1: stuff. yeah he would never monologue at anyone
0: yeah, that's probably why he's so sort of understated and kind of gets overshadowed. But that's what I feel like Batman always sort of is. He's he's like supposed to be just kind of cool. He just comes cool. in and he's And, then, and
1: then he's cool. the smartest person in the room, man. Yeah. Like they have like this, this moment in Batman Return. Everybody knows it, but like it's it's just so Batman, dude. Like when that fucking clown has got uh, Selena Kyle and he yeah. shoots his grapple gun and it hits the wall behind him and he's like, Ah, oh, you missed and yeah. he doesn't say a fucking word. He just, just pulled <laughs> <laughs> That's Batman, dude. Yeah. Even the Nolan movie can't let him be that cool. He always has to say something goofy. Yeah, yeah. Like that that bit in He's not Spider-Man. He's not. Exactly. He like doesn't Spider-Man need the pun.
0: says goofy stuff and but it's that's part of it. Yeah. But
1: Batman shouldn't say any like the Yeah. Like that the moment in Dark Knight Rises that always bothered me. It's at the end of the movie, it's during the Epic fucking like mob scene where it's the fucking prisoners versus the, uh, police officers. And in the middle, right on the court house steps, Bane and Batman fucking me. It's a rematch. Yeah. Fucking Bane broke his back last time. And, uh, Bane had the pimp line. He showed. He walked up to him, and he's like, "No, you've come to die with your city."
0: You mean a small like so (laughs) Exactly.
1: Speaking through a fucking hose. Yeah. And and Batman just he's like, "No, I came here to stop you." (laughs) And then he fights him, and it's like. He shouldn't say anything. Yeah. He should just run just up and punch that yeah, fucker yeah. in the face. Yeah. He shouldn't even let him finish. It should be, oh, so you came to die with your <laughs> <just> bang, bang, <laughs> pop. that Batman, dude. Yeah. And the Tim Burton gets it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, this was the final Batman appearance for Michael Keaton. He would go on to have a career uh, uh, resurgence after appearing in Birdman and winning a Golden Globe. Uh, I think also nominated for Academy Award which felt like it yeah. was the perfect fit for him because it largely mirrored his past as Batman, which
1: was just perfect powerful. cartoon. Yeah. He'd
0: also go on to become the vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's set enough. to reprise his role as He's Batman. Almost 30 years later. Uh well it will be thirty years later, I think, when that film finally gets released is Batman slash Bruce Wayne and DC's highly anticipated the Flash film, which I think it's been pushed back until twenty twenty two.
1: Jesus Christ, yeah. man. And they know the only re I mean, I'm I'm there for Batman. I'm there for Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. That's all I'm really there for. I could give a yeah. blessed shit. about the Flash, Flash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Different bat suit in this film as well. Did you notice? It's a it's a little bit different. It's kind of the same, a little bit different. He's a little bit thinner, less armored, like his, his the design's a little bit different. He has little a little
1: tremor, the wing's yeah. different, the logo is slightly different. Yeah,
0: the logo's like yeah. Redesigned to look a little bit more like the comics, kind of the traditional Batman logo, but it's I like it's it. mostly it's mostly the same. Kind of works. I dig
1: it. I really like it, but the, I, the, the really key into it. It it did need it the batnips. I missed the batnips now. missed the
0: nips. And I know this is this is going backwards, but it, it needed the batnips. <laughs> 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 Danny DeVito as a yes. penguin. Oswald Cobblepot. Snack time. It's definitely, definitely not over though. Christmas is near. And Santa brought some money crumb for snack time. Ho ho ho. It's snack time. Ho, ho. Time. It's Santa Russell, mommy, come for snack time.
1: Ho, 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 snack time.
0: It's Santa Russell, mommy, come for snack time.
1: Ho, 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 snack time. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, take a fucking perfect timing, could take a fucking wild guess for I have. This took, this was really annoying. I was looking for this and I was like, is this an actual bar? And I'm, or I'm making it up. <laughs> oh, I said, know what you're getting. Yeah. I was like, this is a yeah. chocolate bar, right? Yeah. But they didn't crazy. have them individually. I had to buy a fucking pack of 10.
0: Yeah.
1: Penguin, Penguin bars.
0: Yeah. Those are so good.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Penguin bars. I had to, man. I almost got Robin's. Oh,
0: yeah. Dairy, yeah. Like
1: the Dairy Milk Robin. But I was like, that's the wrong movie, bro. Wrong
0: right.
1: Pick up a penguin and it's got like a hip hop penguin on it.
0: (laughs) I thought you had a weird brain stutter. I I don't know you as much of a stutterer.
1: And I'm honoring the iconic performance by Danny DeVio by having a lovely little penguin bar.
0: Those are so good. I love a biscuity sort of
1: uh, bar. It's light and fluffy perfect
0: used to bring those to all-nighters
1: that's a good all-nighter snack
0: how many deadly kisses under the mistletoe <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: i really like these um give him a five fuck it i give him a nine nine lives
0: nine lives how many <laughs> lives yeah that's a good one nine lives what All you right. got in honor of the penguin as well i didn't get a penguin bar that's actually a good shout i didn't think about it but i'm kind of not eating sweets right now so my snacks are gonna get shit soon (laughs) sorry guys but this week i have okay so penguin penguin is he he's sitting there he's eating uh, oh no fucking fish throughout the film there's one disgusting moment where uh max max shrek gives him uh just a a fucking dead fish
1: yeah hole
0: and he's just eating it like a fucking little greedy piggy boy. And uh, it looks like he's eating smoked salmon. You have smoked was. salmon? So I have some smoked salmon on a cracker. Um, and uh, yeah, let's dive in. How'd it taste like smoked salmon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like smoked
1: salmon. And they're cooked, they're raw. I mean, smoked.
0: smoked salmon smoked. <laughs>
1: That's the most fucking like fancy shit I think we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> salmon, salmon is yeah, yeah, yeah. pricey, dude.
0: It is the most fancy stamp <laughs>
1: That's some bougie shit. How many um, lives do you give it? How many um,
0: cat lives? I give it a
1: solid out of like, nine.
0: Out of nine, <laughs> I give it look, fuck your rating. Nine, if I give it out of nine, I'll give it a solid like you know five. If it was out of if it was out of five lives, I mean I'd I'd give it like three, you know, it's like, Oh, all right. is what it is. All right. You know, it's like, I like smoked salmon.
1: I've never had smoked salmon on a cracker.
0: I had it. I didn't want to eat it. Like you just raw fingers.
1: Cause you know, to <laughs> it'd be like that bit. And, in, uh, it'd be like fucking trading places. You know, when you're eating the fucking <laughs> and beard and beard.
0: Dan Vito was apparently suggested for the role by his pal, Jack Nicholson. Cause they were, I guess obviously pals from one flew of the cuckoo's nest and stuff. So that's nice. Um, he recommended him for the role. The other big names that were up for the role were Dustin Hoffman, who was actually the first choice, but he declined. Not bad. Could have been interesting.
1: Could really? John Candy? I was just talking about John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> He's too likable. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Tipper Mario himself. Joe Pesci. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. Dean Martin? What? All right, this one, I don't oh, want to Meredith? It.
0: This one, actually, you know what? I'll, I could almost see this one as, this next one, as uh, the Penguin. But I almost feel like he could be a great Batman villain, especially back in the day. But I don't know who.
1: Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd would have been a great Mr. Free. Yeah? Dude,
0: yeah. hell yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why not? Uh, yeah, Why wasn't it. he? Why was yeah. it
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been Bane.
1: <laughs> oh my God. The fucking like, casting at fuck? all over the place. Yeah. That's, Chris Floyd would be good in a Batman movie.
0: And another weird one. Uh, Marlon Brando.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he could do it if the penguin never moved. Yeah. If he like, the, if he could do the whole movie for my kid's bed. I'm going to make him an offer. He gave a few fucking do is there a horse is there gonna be a horse head in this <laughs> I'm gonna give him, gonna give him, him I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him the bad head gonna give him that boy. <laughs> look how they mask him, my boy my penguin <laughs> you're, no you're you're
0: the penguin you're not you're not the I'm talking to my hands look how they mask my boy <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny unless you can see this and this is not a visual podcast <laughs> <laughs> huh? so the penguin was raised in an abandoned zoo, which. <laughs>
1: what? That's a great origin story. Why were there penguins in the sewer? And why did the sewers lead to this zoo? Because they get, they get flushed down the fucking toilet like a crocodile. You know? <laughs> the kids, they get penguins on Christmas and they're yeah. like, I don't want a penguin actually. Oh, and they flush so them weird. down the toilet. Okay. And they have to fend for themselves. How does he know how to speak? <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, he barely knows how to speak.
0: He's actually pretty smart. He's <laughs> kind of cunning. Yeah, ow, I mean, he ow. knows
1: how to manipulate, like, politics and <laughs> shit.
0: Okay, and I'm, then I'm, then it, there's the whole, like, weird other thing that they barely sort of, like, touch on is the Red Triangle gang. So you have yeah, yeah. Vince sh- uh, Schiavelli as the organ grinder, and there's the whole Red Triangle <laughs> circus thing that there was, like, a clip in the film, like, an article or something Bruce Wayne was looking at where it said something about, like... And a little like a penguin boy or whatever it was like is <coughs> a part of their weird circus freak show. So I'm assuming maybe they found him and told like, him,
1: him to speak and shit.
0: Yeah, but it's so weird because it almost seems like he's just been I've been living under the sewer in the streets of Gotham. The sewer. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's, uh, his parents originally it was supposed to be Burgess Meredith was supposed to be Tucker Cobble- Cobblepot.
1: That would have been a nice reference. But yeah. uh,
0: Burgess Meredith fell ill. So oh. did you catch who his father was? Peewee. Paul pee Peewee, Herman. Pee-wee yeah. Herman.
1: Paul before the scandal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, his wife was Diane Salinger, who played Simone in Peewee's Big Adventure. So it was just a nice little Tim Burton, Peewee's Big Adventure reunion. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, though. The whole Penguin Abandoned in the Sewer, kind of funny.
1: I love it. Weird. It makes like nothing. Why are
0: there fucking penguins down there? <laughs> it's like, also, if this is an abandoned zoo, why did they leave penguins there? Why did, like, if a zoo closes, they don't just leave the fucking animals in their enclosures
1: to die. <laughs> 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 I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe they weren't, um, I don't know, Gotham and fucked up, yeah, dude. Yeah, Gotham the, peng- <laughs> the penguin tongue. Dying- I'm asking the wrong question. in, bring in some money, man. Just leave sure. him. Fuck so him. bizarre.
0: Penguin in the comics, So yeah, like you were saying, he's more of a normal guy. He may be a bit dumpy, and he has a bit mm. of a beakish nose, but Burton turned it up to the max, and he hired Stan Winston to deliver the prosthetics.
1: <laughs> no, he's like an actual penguin. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Winston's team crafted a striking look that incorporated webbed hands, spiky teeth, straggly hair and they put him in a fat suit and Danny DeVito is quite small so it all kind of worked and it's fucking perfect the Mm. entire get up took two hours to be applied to Danny DeVito and it was complemented by a mouthwash slash food coloring cocktail that the actor swigged on occasions that required the penguin to drool and ooze like bile Uh, which apparently Danny DeVito came up with the idea himself to be drooling black slime
1: it's totally yeah. terrifying. Like, so terrifying. Like, you just don't want to be looking at him. And he gets yeah. so close to people and shit. Yeah.
0: This is like weird. precursor for like troll toll. Like, and like all the weird stuff he does on Always Sunny. It, like, it fits like all the nasty, <laughs> yeah. like, nose- boy toll. <laughs> yeah. Nose bleeding, fucking like, ah. Uh, it's like Danny DeVito is so fucking good at this. It's so good. And that costume actually nabbed uh, Stan Winston another Oscar nomination. What a fucking but- G.
1: No, no.
0: Michelle Pfeiffer, Selena Kyle, aka okay, Catwoman. We already talked, she's the best Catwoman ever. Easy. Easy.
1: It's yeah. not saying much.
0: Um, Madonna, Cher, Brooke <laughs> Shields, who Tim Burton apparently said wasn't marketable. Nicole Kidman,
1: to Me uh, More. Th- again, they don't have any idea to like yeah. Nicole Kidman. Next one.
0: Yeah. Raquel Welsh, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Bridget Fonda. They're all just some of the names in contention for the role. But one actress who really wanted the role was Blade Runner's Sean Young, uh, who apparently turned up to the audition in her own homemade Catwoman outfit.
1: <laughs> that seemed that sounds like a very Sean Young thing.
0: Yeah. This is like one of those weird Sean Young stories where you're kind of like, what happened? all to- oh, that. Uh, uh, that, yeah. I mean, in my head, when I first read that, I was like, that sounds cool. But Warner Brothers exec Mark Canton said, my office door flew open, which says a lot about how different security is these days. And yeah, Michael- she would never make it in the
1: building, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Michael Keaton and I saw Sean Young dressed as Catwoman leap over my sofa and say, I'm
1: Catwoman. Hear me roar.
0: <laughs> he said, we looked at each other and went, whoa. <laughs> 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 Yet Warner Brothers cast Annette Bening instead. But Annette Bening Annette had Bening. to drop out when she learned she was pregnant, thus opening the door for self-proclaimed Catwoman fanatic. No, still not Sean Young.
1: Oh, God damn it.
0: Michelle Fiverr, who somehow Fiver. got $2 million more than was being offered to Annette Bening.
1: Good agent. Fucking hell. Good agent. She's so good in this film, man. So she good. earned every fucking yeah. penny. She like makes it she made that character like yeah. I feel like a household name. Like then I don't think it would have happened otherwise. Everybody yeah. knows Cowan. Everybody knows it as the Michelle Pfeiffer version. Even Michelle that Pfeiffer. you know like you know they did well when like the comics start reflecting the movies rather mm-hmm. than the other way around. Cause yeah. like her outfit basically became that in the comic afterwards. And now it's more of a, you know, it's still, it's very much inspired by that, but like, it's not as, you know, yeah, over the yeah, top. Yeah. The Penguin, not so much, but I'd, I'd love the, the the version of Penguin. And yeah, Catwoman, she's just, it's great. She just plays it really well, like considering how weird it is and how funny it should be, like yeah. her coming home, be like, oh, sorry. I'll for God, I'm not married. You know, doing <laughs> yeah, all that it's stuff. So fucking doing that's the what great line. There
0: was some bits that were weak with her. Yeah, like, but oh.
1: like she got great lines, like you know, mm. "Life's a bitch, and so am I." Things like yeah. that, and the mistletoe line. I genuinely like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it could be deadly or a few minutes <laughs> or whatever. And her, it's just so like again, it's something missing, and maybe it's like it's a more. Weak, you know, movies have become a little more sanitized for whatever yeah. reason. And you know, especially blockbuster movies, you don't have any sort of innuendo or under subtext, especially sexual subtext, but like that is something that makes movies human, characters human, and that's something it's very prevalent here. Yeah. And like so her like yeah. rolling around with Batman and like licking his face, it makes you it makes him uncomfortable and it should make him uncomfortable and it does the same thing to you. And it wouldn't again, it wouldn't play like that now. It would just be a bit flirty, but like she really fucking goes for it. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. I think yeah. it actually really, it built up their relationship quite well.
0: When we were talking about the whole like sexual awakening thing, like earlier with her and her costume and everything, I would, you know, I like, it's so right. Like, you know, about how these sort of things don't happen, but there are, they are so human. Like people are mm. sexual in nature. It's like, it's just what it is. Like, and I feel like sometimes, you know, it, in some respects, fucking clean some shit up you know of course of course 100% but there are certain aspects to it like where we can't pretend like we're not sexual beings like that's just what we are Mm. and it's like you know there's certain lines that you can like walk that you won't cross the line you know what i mean like there are certain aspects of over sexualization of things that kind of cross lines And you have to, it's a very, like, you know, it's easy to cross it. But I feel like there's elements to this film where they don't really cross it. And, you know, it's like, it'd be nice to see sort of fun things like that, where, like, when you're saying, like, oh, like, you know, I'm sure there's some sexual awakenings. It's like, yeah, I mean, it might be weird, but at the same time, that's going to happen somewhere, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen somewhere, some young 13-year-old, you know, male or female, might see Catwoman and be like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And just
1: get their fucking mind blown again. And then she just sort of, she like just makes fun of that kind of person throughout the movie. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's what's kind of great about it. I think there's moments where it's like, it's a bit, uh, like the lines of her being like, oh, yeah, I'm not married. It's just so forced it's yeah. kind of stupid but then like once she turns into Catwoman it's sort of like she's she fucking owns it and it's kind of cool
1: she got that cool line where she's like um, oh, I forget I can't remember it properly now oh you boy, annoyed mixing up your pistols for your private <laughs> <laughs> you know shit like that <laughs> yeah. and she wants she's so like it's she's very like she's it's a it's sort of very like timid woman who's like suddenly becomes really empowered and like yeah. It, and her downfall is like not, you know, she's expecting other everyone else to be on her level you know she like saved that woman but then she like gives her shit for like yeah. even getting in trouble yeah she's like oh you're waiting for fucking batman to save you yeah and then she doesn't some flip some shit and <laughs> the blows back up flips. The her yeah.
0: backflip is so amazing like <sighs> so just flipping back like uh backwards somersaults or whatever to, to just be right there with batman and penguin and you have all three of them together it's <laughs> yeah. so fucking good
1: but she's yeah. she's great and i think i mean i you tell me, but like, I—it's sad to see what you know. You think at the end of the movie that she's dead, and then at the reveal that she's not. And I feel like that's like a studio mandated shot.
0: Yeah, dude, like, that was a—that was not planned. It wasn't in the original script.
1: Doesn't feel like it.
0: Done in post production with a stand-in.
1: It looked like it. Yeah. but I'm glad they kept her around.
0: Yeah, it's, it's but the, cool.
1: we never got to see her again though, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: There was more than 60 latex cat suits created for the six-month shoot that were at $1,000 each. <laughs> like, fuck.
1: God damn. And
0: to prepare for the role, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer took kickboxing classes and practiced handling a whip. And I don't know if you saw this, but it was, a, I don't know, a few months back or a year ago or something like that. I feel like I've seen it a few times pop up on Twitter, but there was this really cool video of her like, uh when they were doing that shot where she goes in with the whip and just cracking it against like all the things in the shop and yeah, uh, like, at yeah. it, it all the mannequins and stuff, and they have that shot of her doing that, and she's like fucking doing it. It's so she's doing it for awesome. real, yeah. It's oh, so sick. Cool. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is badass, and I think that, and she's just skipping around using like a jump rope. It's so fucking cool. Like she just so looks cool. great,
1: just like, embodying that yeah, character.
0: So cool. Uh, Christopher Walken and Max Shrek. Holy uh, shit. Oh, great. He, like I said, he largely took over the role for Harvey Dent. And producers really wanted David Bowie to play the part. But he ended up taking uh, a part in David Lynch's Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. And
1: <laughs> what a great time, the yeah. naive.
0: What the fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Tim Burton was hesitant to hire Christopher Walken because he was afraid of the actor. Really, but maybe it was because it was like Walken's unwillingness to speak out about the death of Natalie Wood that
1: he and Robert Wagner oh, may have shit. had
0: anything to do with, or something like I don't know.
1: That was I, I don't know, I don't know. I know I'm not gonna touch that. with The fucking you thirty-nine do? and a half. What do you home.
0: know, Christopher Walken?
1: Yeah, what's with the hair?
0: <laughs> Why are you
1: putting shit up your butt? Yeah. <laughs> Two mice. Uh, two mice. <laughs> two mice. There's two a moment mice. in this film where it felt like he was about to do
0: that. And he was like, okay, <laughs> He's like, Two mice. Hey, I know. I'm your garden son here in Gotham. You guys like me in Christmas time. Uh, two, <laughs> two, mice. two mice. Two mice. <laughs> two mice can get fall into a vat of cream. Uh, one <laughs> mice drowns. The other mice. Which one and, am I? Just turns and spins that cream right into butter.
1: <laughs> fucking it out. Love that movie. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, but he—he's he's like the evil businessman in yeah, every yeah. fucking movie, and he's it's like, like Norman Osborne. Or some shit yeah. the same fucking character. Uh,
0: one of the original ideas would have been a plot twist that revealed that uh, Max Shrek was actually Max Cobblepot, the Golden Child of oh,
1: the Cobblepots. That's a good twist. Yeah, I kind of like I mean, it. You can kill But then Penguin would have had to kill him and actually kill the firstborn.
0: You're almost kind of left with this thing of, like, because Penguin's idea, like, he knew who he was the whole time and his whole idea of, like, going into the records was actually that was the plot twist that he was just getting all the firstborn sons of Gotham's names so that he Mm. could just kill them all. Yeah. Uh, Which is really dark. That whole scene where (laughs) he's got, like, the organ grinder, like, and all the circus freaks, like, grabbing all the little kids and putting them into that weird, like, train car thing. (laughs) Fucking weird! It's (laughs) literally it's
1: it so like this is you know this is like an alternative Christmas classic because that's literally like it's like a scene from The Grinch where he's like stealing the gift but it's just children (laughs) instead. Yeah, great.
0: Oh man, God, there's so much of this. All right, and even next week's episode, um, I don't know what's happening next week. But did you catch who the son was? Chip Shrek is played by Andrew Yes, who was Butterfinger. in uh, Hudson Hawk, yes. Why is there so much Hudson Hawk?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Can't escape I, I, Hudson Hawk. I had a I had a moment watching next week's film where I'm like, I remember Hudson Hawk. Should I watch that again? And immediately I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. I was like, fuck no. But I was like, yeah. you know, early nineties for Willis isn't is cool. Yeah, and I was like, but no, it isn't. Yeah.
0: All right. So the last couple guys we have that are from the first film, and they come back in all of the 90s Batman films is Michael Goh as Alfred Pennyworth and Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon who does fuck all.
1: I fucking G- hit. Jim Gordon can fuck off, but yeah, but Michael yeah, Michael, Goh. Michael Goh is great. MVP, MVP of these movies.
0: I always feel so bad for him in every single one because Batman's such a dickhead and it's like he's yeah, always, yeah. Like he's <sighs> always the- doing stuff. Like he's always like, you know, like, you know, Batman's sitting there watching TV, like Bruce Wayne watching TV and like fucking Alfred's just like decorating the christmas tree go yeah. help him he's old old dude there's always yeah. things like this it's just like dude he's oh no wonder and batman and robin he's like killing over and like yeah oh old man oh no
1: <laughs> oh love no you, old, old man, man. yeah I, <laughs> I should i should have decorated that christmas tree for you
0: look <laughs> at the, the music tim uh, burton's boy yeah. fucking hell that this started it for me. I already said it already, but like the film, once I turned it on, I was already enjoying it because the fucking music, like
1: Danny Elfman, it's one of the coolest. Spider so themed, and he came back and he did it again, not for Batman, no, but he does it again for Spider Man. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. theme for Spider Man is sick it's as well. So good, yeah. Like he just killed both. But yeah, it's immediately it's so perfect to this movie. just the a, mood, in and you're like, like having I, so much fun.
0: I feel like back in the day more people probably like in the resurgence of like Nightmare Before Christmas people were like really on the Danny Elfman train and on the temporary yeah, thing yeah, yeah. but like it feels like in recent years it's kind of fallen off and like no one talks about how amazing Danny Elfman is like I yeah, never man, he did so
1: much it. shit like and he's people are like so oh yeah good. the guy from Oinko Boingo he's like yeah, yeah. but it's like so they were doing good. that now it's sort of I don't want to it's not trendy but like now it's more commonplace we see the director composed relationship yeah. with like specific you know you've got PTA and Johnny Greenwood and yeah. you've got fucking um, Fincher and Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. Um yeah but like back in the day it was Tim Burton and fucking Danny Elfman and yeah we take that for granted but they did some excellent shit yeah. together yeah, especially yeah. the Batman theme like I hated in um, did you see Justice League the no. Whedon the Whedon version no awful but they tried so hard to like again get you back on the team but and they just put in old theme songs which didn't (laughs) fit like henry cavill is not christopher reeve so yeah using the john williams score doesn't work and same thing ben affleck is not michael keaton so when there's a shot of him and the fucking danny elfman score of playing like you're like that's nice to hear but that's fucking weird here (laughs) it feels like someone put on some music yeah. that doesn't belong in the scene it's like for this movie yeah
0: yeah so Tim Burton allowed Danny Elfman to be a little bit more <laughs> experimental with this film which Elfman described it as being like an opera almost which it is it's fucking crazy this score is awesome apparently the whole experience though actually caused some creative differences uh with Tim Burton and Danny Elfman and you add in some creative differences that they actually had on a nightmare before Christmas. And it caused a temporary strain in their relationship with Tim Burton going on to use Howard Shore on his next film uh, for Ed Wood. But that didn't last long. They're still working together now, which is great because they're great together. They're like fucking peanut butter and jelly, man. Mm. Um, They're like
1: lamb and tuna fish.
0: (laughs) So the soundtrack also includes "Face to Face" by uh, Susie and the Bans- Banshees, which is uh, also written by Danny Elfman as well. I guess like and imp- performs on it. So there's a lot of like the score in the background. It's kind of like a cool song. It's their like weirdest version of them? Almost kind of getting to a point where like okay, like Prince did the soundtrack for the first film, mm. um, alongside Danny Elfman's like score, and then this one it's like okay, well we have like one song and I think Tim Burton was a big fan of Susie and the Banshees so that was like okay there we go but yeah that, that's about it there was also that weird version of Super Freak that was played that oh big, yeah like, party that they were at but like that was about it
1: so Well, oh, that the uh, record scratch that he done <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Mike that. Yeah. Wayne DJ fucking yeah. thing I love that it would the whole thing was brought down by like such an overused trope in movies where it's like, yeah. ah, they recorded you when you didn't think and they yeah. just played it out loud. Yeah. But then Danny DeVere makes fun of it where he just like, who bring, why did not always someone with tomatoes at fucking <laughs> rally? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy. But yeah. I love. yeah, I loved it. It's so pointless. Yeah. It's so great. It's so un-Batman and yeah. I love it. It's so, so funny. It There's feels one like thing- a
0: Simpsons joke or something. You know? Very like, Simpsons. It just, like, yeah. feels like something would happen in the Simpsons.
1: There's one thing the soundtrack is missing though
0: seal seal yeah well i was Where the fuck say, is feel? i was about to say the next film soundtrack is just so beyond
1: just so unbelievable beyond. <laughs> yeah it's batman beyond
0: <laughs> yeah that was batman beyond
1: <laughs>
0: uh filming began in june of 1991 at warner brothers studios and universal studios in hollywood there was a lot of secrecy while they were shooting with the fake working title dick tell being used on the cast and crew id badges Apparently, Kevin Costner tried to go to the set one day, and he was refused. Get out of here, Waterworld. Get out of here. Um, Animal rights protesters also took took umbrage with the film uh, when it was revealed that they would be strapping rockets on the back of numerous (laughs) penguins. However, the producer stated that the penguins were treated like royalty, and they were given a refrigerated trailer, half a ton of ice every day, and their own swimming pool, and a never-ending supply of fresh fish oh also some of the penguins were played by little people in suits so it's like oh my god here we go again
1: with the little people
0: uh michelle pfeiffer apparently also did put that bird in her mouth when she like spit the bird out so like old boy yeah apparently that was a real bird so they should have been mad about that (laughs) yeah Um, Batman Returns was released in June of 1992, grossing a worldwide total of $266.8 million at the box office. While many thought the likes of Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken, and Michelle Pfeiffer were great in the film, and some top critics loved it, and they thought that Tim Burton one-upped himself, the film was lambasted for its overly dark and sexual (laughs) themes. Apart from the film not making nearly as much money as they hoped it would, Tim Burton was pretty much ruled out for the third film after parents complained to McDonald's, who were running a Batman Returns-related Happy Meal promotion. This led to McDonald's pulling the promotion and losing Warner Brothers even more money than their film did, and their eventual hard turn to a more family-friendly Batman, event- Batman Adventures in Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, which we covered in episodes sixty eight and ninety seven of this podcast, respectively. So go back and listen go to back, those if you want. Or put you, them in order. Yeah, if you are new, <laughs> if you are new to us, go listen to them. You know, listen to them in order, whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, Get Happy
1: Meal. Get Happy Meal. <laughs>
0: Fuck there it. There was uh, supposed to be a Catwoman spin off film starring Michelle Pfeiffer, where she would have supposed to have gone to they- like some health spa. So that, they, that's why they, they filmed could have done that, that thing at the end. They thought it was like, oh, we set her up so that, oh, she's still alive. Yeah. And she, so she was supposed to go to a health spa being left with amnesia after the events of Batman Returns. So it was Selina Kyle. She
1: just woke up in a Catwoman suit. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she, she
0: goes. She goes to the spa. It's been run by male superheroes who turn out to be up to no good. And it causes her to fall back on her Catwoman alter ego.
1: Okay, that's not dumb, but they could yeah. have worked on it.
0: Uh, the film labored in developmental hell for years, with Michelle Pfeiffer just kind of giving up, and it was replaced with Ashley Judd at one point, which could have been mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, and then the film actually ended up becoming the critically panned Catwoman.
1: Yeah, House we got a Catwoman film and it was fucking horrible. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry, I love Halle Berry, but yeah, that was yeah, a yeah, shit movie. A horrible movie. Yeah, man. All right. Well, next week. <laughs> next week Catwoman, yeah. for Christmas that's it I mean this is uh, your it. first Christmas film of the year we've got one more for you and uh, that's it that's it for Batman Returns I love this film it's very me fun, too man fucking watch it if
1: you haven't seen it and you don't have to give a fuck about comics yeah oh, man absolutely Christmas that. it's such a good time you don't
0: even need to have seen the first one they kind of tell you oh yeah Vicky Bell and I didn't work out who cares
1: all you need to know is that Michael Keaton is Batman. Yeah, Isn't that gonna, great? Doesn't matter, Isn't that great that you don't no. have to watch 20 other movies to understand why fucking Iron Man is dead now?
0: Yeah. Also, you know? <laughs> also it's a sequel, which means you don't have to sit through the goddamn origin story again because how that's many times do we have to sit through fucking Spider-Man's Uncle Ben? Done. Yeah.
1: That's the thing with the OG. Like, it drags because they have to do the origin. Yeah. But this one, straight out the fucking gate. Nonstop Absolutely. action. Nonstop fun. <sighs> I think it does one up the original and I think it's um I think it's a good a good, fun good movie it's a good fun time it's a good yeah. one to watch right around about this it puts you in the mood in a different way yeah you know what I mean in a horny way it's, like a, it's <laughs> a horny Christmas it's horny. It's, it's horny horny horny
0: all right so that's it Phil next we week it. we are
1: next week
0: whoa whoa whoa, whoa. whoa. wait a minute what <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Phil? You won't
1: believe it. What?
0: I just got an email.
1: All right. From who?
0: What are you doing next week? I think we're going to have to scrap our original plans.
1: Oh, yeah? I'm free as a bird. Why? We've been...
0: (laughs) We've been invited back to the Nakatomi Podcast Awards for 2021.
1: No way! I thought they were still mad at us for, like, you know, blowing it up.
0: I don't know, man. But apparently, <laughs> we've been invited. We're up for some award. Apparently, I don't know.
1: Oh, dude, we gotta go.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're paying for it, so of course we're gonna go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, well, that throws that's a what we're in doing. the works.
0: Uh, yeah. So next week, we—I don't know. Maybe we'll record what we were gonna do there.
1: Yeah, or we'll do like a, we'll tell you what happened. We'll do like a recap. Yeah, something. maybe. Yeah.
0: We'll, right. we'll let you guys know. But anyway. Stay tuned for that. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, wow. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am tall for all TAL, the norm for L L on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like the podcast, follow us at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram or pop us an email podcast, Prince Charles cinema.com. We like to hear what you have to say about the show. Hey, leave a rating and review over there on Apple podcasts or whatever you know wherever you get your podcast feed subscribe tell people tell some friends and if you like the podcast patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast phil where can people find you
1: Ooh, i'm at always sad on twitter and also the regular film on twitter if you want to mm. keep up with that um donate if the fundraiser's still going at this point yeah. it probably won't be but Maybe just, the
0: last day i don't know the yeah this i episode mean it goes out
1: we're doing good at this point i've Almost, it f- looks like we're gonna hit five yep. grand, which is fucking more than I thought I'd ever make. That's, <laughs> That's really awesome. nice. I still will probably get to make it with that, but please, yeah, share and donate. Or if it's done, just yeah, follow me and I'll keep you updated. Fucking new year, big thing gonna be happening. Absolutely. And I wanna say, cause I don't know if I get to stay next week, you know, for traveling. Thank you to everyone been listening this past year and mm-hmm. keep kept the same through lockdown and you know felt like we felt a really nice little community around breadcrumb collective and you know just merry christmas
0: merry and christmas
1: goodwill towards men yeah and women and women and whoever and whoever yeah batman Catwoman, whatever you whatever penguin yes yeah. don't care <laughs> don't care, don't care. Just,
0: goodwill to all
1: goodwill to whoever all you are. and to all a good night
0: yeah <laughs> we love you guys thanks so much for listening and uh yeah I mean I, who knows next week who knows I'm kind wish of wish us luck, luck if there. we're nominated
1: yeah I mean wish us luck invite, for that we're gonna win right they wouldn't I invite so. us if we're, they're gonna fly us now if we don't win anything
0: yeah right? but with I mean, our we'll track record of going out there I'm not too sure maybe
1: maybe they've calmed down What are the odds what are the odds it would happen again? Again. Yeah, seriously.
0: Why would that happen to us again? The same how can the same thing keep happening to us?
1: Like statistically speaking, it's you know highly It's gonna be normal this time. It'll be fine. It'll be absolutely normal.
0: Yeah, totally normal. Cool. All right. See you guys next week. See ya. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles